Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. So as I've restarted this podcast here over the past month or so, you know, one of the things I want to start doing a little bit more of is taking you behind the scenes of pay center planning to talk a little bit about some of the things I've been up to that aren't necessarily at the front and center of the business, but um, things that I think you might find interesting. And so to, to kick that trend off here today, which I'm going to touch on that stuff every every few episodes or so. Um, if you all find it interesting, which will, you, you can certainly let me know if you don't. Um, but to kick that off here today, fun fact for you. So I published my book, Marriage Centered Money, back in September of last year, 2022. And that was actually the second financial book I ever wrote. I published my first book last year, but I actually wrote a whole other separate book for this business back in late 2017 and uh, over a good chunk of 2018. Um, never published it, never even sent it to an editor, actually, because frankly, like I got to the end of it and it was boring. Like it was so, so boring. The content was really good and really helpful, but it just, it did not present well in a book format. Uh, it was very kind of how-to. There was a lot of calculations. I actually think it would have been much better as like a workshop or a class or something like that, where we could like do assignments and interact and get feedback and that kind of thing. The content was really good. It, just, it became clear to me that it didn't translate well into a book. And so I set it aside. I, I shouldn't say I set it aside entirely. I actually took most of the middle chapters of that book and put them into marriage-centered money, right? So that there's um, there's there, there's overlap between the first book that I wrote and the book I actually published, but there's a lot like the the whole premise of the book was very different, and there's a lot of stuff I just have never put out there before. Um, good content, but not the best read, so to speak. Um, I actually got a little fired up as I was going back, like flipping through it before recording this episode, uh, because it, like the, the content in there is actually better than I remember it being. Um, it's held up well over the past five years, which is which is always good to to hear. But you know, the, the book itself was actually all about retirement, which I mean, you know, like I don't talk about very often on this podcast. For a financial planner, I spend way less time talking about retirement than you probably expect that I would. And I think I've done one podcast episode on retirement savings for for millennials ever in the past hundred. And, and Part of the reason why actually comes from, well, there, there's two reasons why. First and foremost, that's what every financial planner talks about. You go to any financial planner's website, you're going to see a picture of the old couple in the Adirondack chair, or like the lighthouse, the old couple walking on the beach, right? Like it just, it, it's, there's so much stuff about retirement um, in the financial world. Like I just, I tend to talk about different things because it, it's what people tend to want to hear from me about, I have found. Um, but the second reason is that I have found, I got to be careful with how I say this, retirement or financial freedom, right, which are terms that I use interchangeably, can lead couples astray. 
a little bit sometime, particularly younger couples. And, and given that this podcast is coming out the week of Independence Day, first week in July, uh, I wanted to explore that topic of financial independence or financial freedom a little bit, uh, because it's not one I talk about here frequently, but is one I have a little bit of a different take on th than a lot of people. Because uh, so the, the backstory here, what actually prompted me to write this book that I never published back in 2017, 2018, is I started meeting every now and then I'd meet with a couple who was laser, laser focused on retiring early. Right, this is a couple in their, their mid to late 20s, early 30s, who were, were just completely, like the only thing they cared about, the only thing they wanted to talk about was retiring early. And I don't, I don't just mean when I say retiring early, I don't mean retiring at 63 or 64 or something like that, rather than 65 or 67. I mean like retiring at 50 or 45 or 40, right? Um, so, somewhere in that range. And ever since I had the, I, I remember vividly the first time I had one of those conversations, um, once every six months without fail, I meet a couple who comes in and says, like, I want to put together a plan to retire really, really, really early. And they don't always like what I have to say about that. Um, but they're, they're, so, so to give you some background, part of the reason why I have so many of these conversations and why I think it's actually worth talking about to a broader audience, even though Odds are, if you're listening, you're not one of these people who wants to really retire early. But there's a whole financial school of thought out there that pushes that idea that you can and should live as frugally as possible, like to the extreme in your 20s and 30s, save 60% of your income, 70% of your income, 80% of your income, and retire really, really early. Um, it, it's called the FIRE movement, like you're lighting a campfire. Um, it's an acronym for financial independence dash retire early. If you Google fire retirement, you'll see their garbage all over the place. And look, right, the, the title of this podcast is, is a little bit of clickbait, right? I, I don't do that often, but I felt compelled here a little bit because I knew it would be provoked these types of people. Um, is it good to save, save for retirement? Yes, of course it is, right? Um, there's tax benefits for it. There's just virtue in saving. There's benefits to long-term saving. You're going to want to retire at some point down the road. Don't get me wrong. Um, is there going to be a point where you can't work anymore or you don't want to work anymore? Yes, of course there is. Right? Although it is actually worth noting that the modern notion of retirement actually comes from the days of physical labor where your bodies just could not work beyond uh, a certain point. It, um, you know, it's still true for the, the type of work that a lot of people in America do now, right? Obviously, your cognitive abilities tend to go down as you age as well. Um, but it's it's worth noting like a lot of retirees actually do work part time or, or have some sort of income coming in outside of their retirement accounts when they retire, at least for the first handful of years for retirement, right? The, the idea that they hit this retirement age and most people just turn off their incomes entirely um, is not always true. All that's a, all, all that's a all that's a story for another day, frankly. Um, where I'm going with this, though, is that the FIRE movement, this financial independence retire early movement where people are, are pushed and are encouraged to save 60, 70, 80% of their income so they can retire really early, takes it way too far, in my opinion. It's way too an extreme of, of an approach. And not only is it just not doable for people, but I would argue nobody should actually do it. Nobody ever should go to that extreme. When I 
And the reason is that when, when I see young couples who are laser focused on saving the vast majority of their income for retirement, what I see is life passing them by. Right. It, it is a very, this is a much more popular movement than you probably expect it is if you've never heard of it before. If you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Life is passing these people by while they wait to retire at age 35 or 40. Um, I see parents of young kids who are working 80 hours a week in jobs that they hate just so they can retire early. I see people who pass up once in a lifetime career opportunities or opportunities to take a sabbatical at work to do something really cool. Um, just so they can retire early, right? They pass up on these, these opportunities that aren't going to come around again. I see people not spending money to travel, right? To visit aging parents or grandparents because they don't want to spend the money on travel because they have to retire early. Um, I see people, you know, pass up on, on job changes and career opportunities because the pay isn't as good, right? Or, or the promotion opportunities aren't as good. Um, you know, I could easily tell you a dozen plus stories of couples who I've met with starting right before I started writing that book back in 2017 on this topic, right? That going through during the writing process and ever since, like I, like I have these conversations pretty regularly um, and almost all of them have fallen into one or more of those traps uh, of just missing stuff in their life because they're focused on retirement in, in a way that is way too extreme or way more extreme than it needs to be. And the thesis of that book that I never published was and it was really, really good. I kind of want to put it out there, but it just, it, it's just, it's not an interesting read outside of the first few chapters, but those first few chapters are so good. Um, but thesis is this, right? What if rather than rushing, 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 hurrying, 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 saving, 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 and making ourselves as miserable as possible until we hit an arbitrarily aggressive retirement date, at which point then we can immediately change everything about the way we're living our lives because we're retired now. What if instead of doing that, we lose the laser focus on retiring early and instead focus on creating a life that you don't actually want to retire from? That's where like, I often use the phrase that create the lives you love in my, in my marketing stuff. You'll see it on my website and sell that my website's undergoing a remap now. So depending on when that's finished, you may or may not see it right now. Like you see that a lot in my marketing stuff because and it actually comes from that idea, right? What if we 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 focus instead on creating a life we weren't in a rush to retire from? What would that look like? And how could we use your financial resources to support that type of idea? Now, even for couples who aren't doing that extreme really early retirement track, that's an idea worth sitting with, right? Again, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't like say for retirement at all, because you're going to want to retire at some point. Um, but that means that it should not be your only goal. You know, if, if retirement is your only goal, that's a sign that you're missing out on some things. You know, I, I tell the story in the first few pages of this book that I never published about my my two grandfathers who followed the traditional retirement path. You know, they had pensions, like they they were well set up, they were able to retire very well, and didn't leave out, didn't get to live out their retirement dreams, right? One of whom got um, really sick right after he retired and lived for a few years and just had a, you know, spent a lot of time with his family, but wasn't able to do the things that he had wanted to do in retirement. The other was an avid golfer and hurt his back at work and couldn't play golf again, um, you know, right before he retired. Um, you know, they, they had this retirement vision and, and it just, it didn't, 
didn't work out that way, right? Retirement's not a guarantee for anybody. We should save for it. We should prepare for it. But we don't want to just delay, delay, delay everything until retirement either. Um, thinking through those two stories and how I learned about saving for retirement as a, as a young child was kind of one of the things that sparked my brain about this idea and thinking through the way we think about retirement. Um, and then, of course, I came across the, the people in this financial independence retire early movement, and that dumped a whole bunch of kerosene in that fire, no pun intended. Um, you should save for retirement. Of course, you should save for retirement, right? Saving in the ballpark of 10, 15% of your income for retirement is a great target to shoot for. You'll be happy you did someday. Um, you will need that money at some point in the future. You want to make sure you have it. Um, and whatever changes we make to create the life you don't want to retire from, we need to do it responsibly, right? You, you, you should think through what that is going to look like. You should be really intentional about how that's going to work. And like, you know, you, you want to make sure that you can afford to make the changes you're, you're looking to make. But the point is just shifting the focus, right? What if we stopped worrying about financial freedom so much and uh, like having financial freedom be the ideal and started worrying about financial financial fulfillment instead, right? Creating that life you don't want to retire from, at least until you're you're really old and you need to retire. I really want to put that book out now. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm definitely not going to publish it in the in the traditional sense because but publishing the book is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, actually. Um, and writing was the easy part. It was all the other stuff from the cover design to the editing and going back and forth and making all the changes and proofreading it out loud 30 times to make sure that it all made sense. And I wasn't missing anything and then getting the final version back, getting ready to send it to the printers and needing to make sure no paragraphs were missing or no pages were missing. Like, the, the production of the book was something I never wanted to do again. Um, but I could totally put this out as like an ebook or something, right? If you're interested in this book, um, seriously, shoot me a message and let me know. And I, and I can maybe try to make it a little bit more interesting, spend a little bit of time with it. I'm not going to send it to an editor or any of that. Like I, I, but if people are interested in this, I want to know. If, I, if there's enough interest, I will actually put this out in some way, shape, or form. Um, kind of want to, kind of tempted to now that I'm back into it. Because um, it is a topic that I think um, is worth sitting with and is worth thinking about. Um, shoot me a message on Instagram at Paysetter Planning if you want if you want access to this ebook at some point. Um, again, not, I'm not guaranteeing I'm gonna put it out there, but if, if enough people express interest, I will, I will um, throw it into the content rotation here at some point. Um, yeah, I'll keep refining it a little bit. Maybe I'll make it a little bit more of an interesting read first, but or maybe I'll turn it into a workshop or something. You know, like there's a lot of things we can do with it, but I'm not going to do that unless there's a lot of interest in it. So shoot me a message seriously, even if you're listening to this six months after it goes live and you want it, if you want access to that, shoot me a message and let me know. Um, that's it for today's episode, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.